I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is you are listening to this podcast, welcome to the Truth For Youth with Micah Murphy. Well, I hope your day, whether it's getting started or it's the end of the day, I hope it's been blessed. I hope it's been good. Guys, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I know there's a ton of other podcasts you could be listening to. You could be jamming to some music. You could be doing something else, but you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. And that really does mean a lot to me. I really, really appreciate that. You know what also would mean a lot to me? Please leave a review, share this podcast, help promote this podcast if you're finding value. If not, don't worry about it. But if you are, that's all I ask, man. I really appreciate it. All right, so let's get into today's podcast. Um, Today, I want to talk about something that I was just talking to a group of students with last night. So I've been doing this Bible study with a group of college guys just on how to be a godly man. Uh, I recognize that I didn't have the best example growing up. My dad was not uh, a strong Christian. He was not the spiritual leader in my house. And I really didn't know what that looked like. I knew that's what I'd heard in church. And... um, when I got off to college, I heard a little bit more about it, maybe got to experience it in, in a few other individuals, maybe some friends, um, even a girl that I dated. I saw her dad being a, a lot more of a spiritual leader in his house than, than my dad ever was. My mom was always the spiritual leader in my house, and I'm, I thank God for her, and I thank God for that for sure. Um, but I always desired to, to have that godly figure. And again, it kind of came through maybe some friends or even, you know, like I said, a girl that I dated, her dad really kind of showed me a good example of, of what I kind of wanted to be. But really probably, probably the best example that I got was when I went to this Christian sports camp called Canacuck, and it was a guy named Kyle Unruh, and he was the campus pastor, um, I want to say maybe both years that I was there uh, or for two summers, and I I saw him and the way he, the way he led camp, the way he led his family, his wife and his kids. And I just remember thinking, that's the kind of guy that I want to be. That's the kind of godly man that I desire to be. Um, and then, you know, when I got out um, of college and, and married Lois Ann, there were some other guys that, that I was able to surround myself with that had a good impact on me. You know, that was a positive role model that was solid Christian men that I looked up to and, and, you know, tried to pick things from their life and said, you know, these are the things that I kind of want to pull from their life so that I can be, you know, a better husband to Lois Ann. And, and that, this was pre-kids. And so I knew that I wasn't just automatically going to be a godly father, that, that I needed to have other men kind of teach me and help me and kind of surround me in that you know, learning process. So anyways, long story short, getting back to, I realized that a lot of students, whether that be young students to even college students and even some of these uh, college students that are finishing up their college career, they didn't necessarily have those examples in their life as well. And so anyways, I decided, you know what, let's do a Bible study. Let's let's do a little small group with some of these guys that want to, you know, maybe take their 
faith to a next level or at least apply it to maybe their relationship with their girlfriend or their future wife. And obviously, you know, one day when they have kids, if God blesses them to be fathers, how do they be a godly father? So anyways, that kind of started this, this desire to do this Bible study with these guys. And anyway, I, uh, I saw this Bible study that actually a couple guys that I, that I know, I'm friends with one, his name is Andy Blanks, and he co-authored a book with Rick Burgess of the Rick and Bubba Show. If you're familiar with the radio show, um, I know it's syndicated all across the place, but a, a, it's a hilarious show. I, I encourage you to check it out if you have not. But when Lois Ann and I lived in Birmingham, we went to the same church as both of these individuals, Andy and Rick, and we were actually in the same Sunday school class with Andy, and then we wound up being neighbors. Um, so anyways, I kind of got to know know Andy pretty well, and, you know, Rick just from the, the radio show more than anything, but both godly men, and they too saw a need to help teach young men, and even men in general, how to be a man, and that's actually what they titled their book, How to Be a Man, um, but obviously using the basis of the Bible as that direction, as that North Star to kind of point people towards. Because they either saw that culture was lacking, um, perhaps in some of their personal relationships or just whatever they got to witness, but they just knew that, you know, people kind of struggled, guys in general. They, they struggled in what it meant to be a man because culture was showing them so many different examples of what a man should be. And in most of those cases, it really wasn't the biblical definition of what a man is to be. But that's not what this podcast is about. But I just wanted to share with you that I'm doing a Bible study with these guys. And so last night we were talking about something that is relevant to what I want to speak about today. And we were talking about purpose and how we all have a purpose in life, obviously. God doesn't just create us just to, you know, breathe air, you know, to, to take in oxygen. That's not the purpose of humans. He created us for two big purposes. So we all have these two main purposes in life, regardless of where you live and, and what your family situation is or your, you know, economic situation is. He's created all of us to, number one, to know him, to know God, to know Jesus as Savior. And then number two is to make him known, to share the love and the message of Jesus Christ to those around us. So those are our two main purposes in life. And then, of course, we'll all have more of a specific, that's what I call the general purpose, our general calling. And then we'll all have more of a specific calling in life, like what it is that maybe God's blessed you with and as far as your talents and abilities and, and desires. And so we all have these maybe specific um, missions or purposes that, that we will fulfill as, as well. So we're talking about this last night. We're talking about just our purpose in life. Well, in the book that we're going through, the How to Be a Man book, uh, they were talking about how the moon uh, on different nights, and especially on when it's a full moon, how it just really illuminates the sky, and, and even to the point where you may not even need a flashlight to walk around at night if you're, you know, if it's a clear enough night, and maybe depending on where you are and in, in the landscape, the the moon itself can can give off enough light that you can you can see pretty well. And when they were talking about the example of this moon, he said, you know what, the moon itself does not give off light. And, you know, I kind of had forgotten that, you know, out of school for a while. 
But the, the moon itself is not giving off light. It's actually just reflecting light from the sun. And so I kind of started looking into it today, and it actually says the moon is only reflecting maybe 3 to 12% of the sun's light. Like, and that's crazy when you think about how bright the moon is at times, right? And it's only reflecting 3 to 12%, which, I mean, we all know the sun is bright, but man, that, that really kind of puts it even more perspective, like just how bright the sun is that the moon can give off as much light as it, as it does, and you're probably only maxing it about 12%. So anyways, thinking about the moon and how we need to be like the moon in the, in the sense of a reflection. You know, so when we look at our life and we're looking at our purpose of knowing God and making Him known, we were talking last night about, you know, what does your life look like? You know, we're all going to do different things in life. You know, maybe it's a youth pastor, maybe it's a business owner, maybe it's a teacher or a coach or a lawyer or a, or a doctor or a professional athlete. There's a million different uh, opportunities that are out there. And it really doesn't matter so much in what that is, but how are you using it? What is it reflecting? And in all the, the scenarios that you can play out, if all of us, just try to reflect what God is doing and who he is and his example and his character. If we're reflecting that, then we're accomplishing his purpose. If we're doing stuff that's, that's not doing that, then we're not accomplishing our purpose. And I have the passage that I really want to focus on today. Uh, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 20. And it says, use every part of your body to give glory back to God. Think about that for a moment. Use every part of your body, every ounce, every part to do what? To give glory back to God. Not to give glory to me, Micah. Not to give glory to you. To give glory to God. And this is where we get messed up in this world. And this is what society is going to push on you. <clears throat> Do things for yourself. It's all about your happiness. It's all about you getting ahead and, and taking care of yourself. When in reality, God's saying, no, it's about him, right? It's about God. It's about reflecting, you know? And so we are we're giving the example of Jesus, right? So Jesus came, he lived, and we have... We have historical documents that we can look at in the New Testament where we see the life that Jesus lived. We see how he humbled himself. We see that he loved others and that he served others. And that's the example that we've been given. So we are to live like that, right? We're to live like Jesus, the son, the S-O-N, not the S-U-N. So we're to live like the son and to shine like he did like he was a light, but then we're also to shine like the moon in the sense that we are just a reflection. And I'd heard someone say one time that um, anytime that you accomplish something in life, whether it be, you know, in sports or academics or business or whatever, if you, whatever you, you, you know, want to call success, instead of you accepting that, 
and saying, yeah, that was me, right? Like, I man, I worked really, really hard for this. I'm really proud of myself. You know, I, I, I deserve this because I put in all this time and effort and I'm so talented, you know, and there are people that do that. Instead, they were saying, use the example of like you're holding a mirror, right? And you're holding a mirror angled up at God. So when those accolades, when those praises come to you, they're hitting that, that mirror and they're reflecting off of you. And again, it's angled up, so it's going back up to God. So when you take in those, those praises, those accolades, we're supposed to turn that around. You know, that's what this one individual was saying. Like, that's the, the example of the mirror. You're saying, you know what? I couldn't have done this without God. And in reality, we couldn't, right? He's the one that's given us life. He's our creator. Without him, we are nothing. He's the one that's chosen to bless us with certain talents, gifts, abilities. And again, we're all different. You know, the Bible talks about how we're different members of one body. You know, we're all not a bunch of eyes. We're not a bunch of hands. We're not a bunch of feet. Instead, we all play a different role. Fingers, hands, eyes, ears, teeth, mouth, legs, all these different body parts, they come together to function so that the human body can do what it does. And that's the example it was giving in the Bible about how we all have different talents and abilities and we're all using that for the same purpose. We're all using that to give glory back to God and we can do it in different ways based on what God's given you. So what we need to do, so young people, whatever God has blessed you, you know, in your talents and your skills and your personality, and I get it, you probably don't know what you are called to do yet as far as a career. Maybe some of you do. Some of you think you do, and then you're going to, you know, turn down a different path uh, a few years down the road, and that's okay. Just continue to seek God and His guidance in this. But the point I want to make is, whatever it is that you've been blessed with, seek God that He gives you the wisdom to make the right decisions and then figure out how you're going to use that for His glory, for His honor. Again, using every part of your body to give glory back to Him. Again, like the reflection of the moon. So whatever that may be, are you using it for your glory? Or are you using it for God's glory? And that's a question that, that not many people can answer for others, right? We, we can assume, but that's a question that you have to answer yourself. You have to be real with yourself. Don't kid yourself. Be real with yourself and ask yourself that question. Am I living for me? Am I using these talents and abilities for me? Or am I using this ultimately for the glory of God? I don't know. Hopefully, you recognize what that is, and then you, you correct course, okay? So if you realize that you've been living for yourself, and we all get into, to, we all probably live like that at one point, but hopefully we all recognize, okay, that, that's not the way I need to live. That's not living a purpose-filled life. Because what you're going to find out, you live your life that way, where it's all about me, 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 me. That works for a little bit, but at some point when you achieve, quote-unquote, success, you're going to feel empty. Because all you've been doing is filling you. And there's a void there that you cannot completely fill. And you're always going to want more. 
You're always going to desire more and you're never going to feel it. You're never going to be fully fulfilled. It's only when you start helping others, when you start living for God, and you start living a purpose-filled life in, in, in Christ, that's when you start having a purposeful life. And again, here's the thing. This earth is temporary, okay? So if you live this, this earth, your time here on this earth, say 100 years, you live it all for your glory, you, you did everything for you and you achieved whatever, all the successes that you ever dreamt of, okay? You got everything you ever wanted, but then you die. What good is it? You don't take any of those awards. You don't take any of those money, any of the money, any of the uh, accomplishments. None of that stuff goes with you. However, if you're living a purpose-filled life and you're fulfilling that purpose that Christ has given us, and you're glorifying Him, and you're leading others to Him, and your, your life is that reflection, that moon, when you're in eternity, you'll be so thankful that you did. right? Because at that point, you get rewarded in heaven. You get rewarded in eternal life. But you don't if you live for yourself. It's short-lived. So people, I hope you have enough wisdom and enough uh, you know, long-term vision, I guess, is, is the word I'm looking for, so that you can see way out in, in, in the future, right? Way down the road and realize that living for yourself is, that's the short-sighted vision that, that doesn't really lead to anything. I promise you, I promise you, you're going to have so much more joy and peace in your life, and you're going to feel so much more like your life is is meaningful and purposeful when you're living for him versus when you're living for yourself. So again, be real with yourself. Ask yourself those questions. Who are you living for? Are, are you really using all your body parts and everything that you are and all your talents and abilities? Are you using it for yourself or are you using it for God? Again, whatever that is, athlete, attorney, business owner, whatever, it doesn't have to be, oh, and now I got to go be a, a preacher in a church or a pastor in a church. That's not the case. You can have great relationships and great opportunities in businesses and organizations and other professions and build relationships and share Christ with others that pastors don't get to do, right? Like God can you, you, use you in those capacities. So whatever it is, just make sure you're doing it for God's glory and God's honor. Guys, thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Guys, hope you have a blessed week. Again, if you need me, have questions, feel free to shoot me an email. Uh, my email will be in the show notes, and we'll catch you guys in the next podcast. All right, bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have fear.